Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Clogasmic Nail Tech Talks. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate each and every single one of you. Today is a super special episode. We're talking about a topic that not many people talk about in our industry, but it so needs to be spoken about. This is pricing. Are you charging correctly for your services? Are you finding that you're working every hour under the sun, but you're not making a good enough income? Are you finding that you're buying all these expensive brands into your business, but you're too scared to charge your worth and therefore you're ending up out of pocket or not making enough money to make it worth your while? Well, this episode is for you. Today we talked to the gorgeous Sarah Kane from Top Knot Nails. I've been a huge fan for so, so long. Her work is phenomenal. What she creates is unreal. And after doing this podcast and getting to know her, I can honestly say she's absolutely lovely as well. She caught my attention a few weeks ago when she posted on Instagram a reel where she showed the nail sets that she did in that day, how much she charged for them and how long they took to create. As soon as I saw this, I just felt like it was almost like Sarah was putting her hand out to other nail techs via social media and having their back. She was showing them, if your client brings this into you, this is the bar, this is what I charged, this is how long it took. She was also educating potential clients of ours. If a client sees one of these pictures, they're going to know how long it takes. That means they're not going to ask you to do it in a lunch hour. (laughs) And also they're going to know how much they're expecting to pay. And I just felt like it was a really beautiful thing that she was doing. Really interesting because prices all around the world will obviously vary. Um, But it's so good to have that time to sit back and think, how much are your overheads? How much are the brands that you're investing in? How much are you charging? Does that match up? Do you need to make some shifts? So, so many important things when it comes to pricing. And also nail art. I hear time and time again that people are scared to charge for nail art. And she made a really good point in this episode about charging for nail art. So listen out for that tip because it is so true and it's a game changer and it will 100% help you. I loved having her on here. I love this conversation. I love that she's bold enough to put herself out there on social media and share these things with us. This is why I think we're in such a beautiful time of life that you can find people on social media that are willing to help you in so many aspects of running your business. So anyway, if you do not yet follow her, make sure you give her a follow and enjoy this episode. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to give a huge shout out to today's sponsor, Nail Order. You guys know by now that I love Nail Order. Their extension system is an absolute game changer and they've recently released two new scents in their cuticle oils and sanitizers, Relax and Revive. So Relax is a soothing scent of lavender, jasmine and chamomile and Revive is a zingy lemon scent with subtle notes of mint and they are gorgeous. Trust me. They said they took their time creating these because they wanted to get them absolutely perfect and I can confirm guys, pun intended, they nailed it. Trust me, your nose and your cuticles will thank you for buying these. I will pop their Instagram handle and their website in the show notes so you can have a click and check them out yourself. And remember, you can save money on everything nail order with the code SHAN15. 
If you're a nail tech and you want help building and growing your business, your skills or your confidence this year, remember we can help you over at www.clogasmic.com. We now have over 420 tutorials available for you to watch and I'm here to help with any questions that you have. Again, that's www.clogasmic.com. Let's get into the episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Clogasmic Nail Tech Talks. Today I have the gorgeous Sarah Kane on the podcast from Top Knot Nails. When I tell you her work is phenomenal, the detail that she gets on these tiny little canvases blows my mind and also she put some content together over the last like month or so that I've been seeing on my Instagram. I've been seeing loads of us sharing it all regarding pricing and how us as a community need to stand up step up, speak up and start charging more and are worth for what we do. Um, so I just couldn't wait to get her on here. So for people who do not know, know who you are yet, Sarah, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your nail journey and where you are from. Oh my God. Hello, my name is Sarah Kane. I live in Portland, Oregon in the USA. And oh my gosh, where did I get started? Um, I've been a DIYer for, I was a DIYer for a really long time and I got licensed. I just celebrated nine years. Uh, I worked in salons for a long time, but came out on my own, started my own studio in January, 2020, which was really perfect timing for me, but things have been great. And yeah, I love to do nails and I'm just so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so grateful that you've come on. Honestly, thank you so much for your time. Um, I've been following you for a while and I've always loved your work and what you do, but I love your transparency as well at the moment and how you're helping lifting up and supporting other nail techs. So I just could not wait to get you on. So all of your work is absolutely incredible. Where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, wow. Well, I think... In this day and age, social media can be, I mean, it's really great, but we also can get bombarded with a lot of the same photos. And so I really try to find things that are not either necessarily manicures already and make them manicures or kind of take lots of little pieces from other places and make them into manicures. Um, basically trying to convince clients that my weird ideas are actually really good ideas. <laughs> um, yeah, like ingredients like for ramen or like weird lettering from like romantic comedies about love ferns. Yeah, I've definitely, I've pitched some weird stuff over the years, but it's funny how, how uh, into clients or excuse me, how into it clients can be. <laughs> oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Like genuinely, when I scroll through your work as well, I'm like, how did this, how did you do this? Like, I, I wish I could see what brushes you use and like actually watch you work because the detail you put in these work is just, it just blows my mind. Um, what are your, was it always a dream of yours to work for yourself in some kind of way? You just weren't quite sure how, or did this just kind of happen for you? It's actually funny that you say that when I, um, about five years ago, I met my now partner. And when I first met them, I told them that I was really happy at the salon that I was at and that I wanted to stay there forever. 
And that's genuinely how I felt because I loved my coworkers, I loved my clients, and I loved the caliber of work that I was able to do there. But I was also under the impression from an owner whose pockets I was lining um, that I wouldn't be successful without her. So once I finally was able to kind of like remove the rose-colored glasses, start working for myself and literally just start getting paid because at that salon paychecks were bouncing almost every single pay period. It became very clear to me that this is kind of self-employment is kind of like the way to go in terms of the industry. Like I would imagine some salons can be really awesome depending on the environment. But for me, self-employment and working for myself and my own studio has been so rewarding. I literally, I couldn't even put it into words. I could talk for hours about how amazing it is. Oh, I love that so much. And I love that you've said that as well. I did another um, episode um, with my partner a couple of weeks ago, actually, about the things that people say to you at the beginning of, of your career, when you take that leap of faith to like, believe in yourself and follow your dreams um and I'm so so pleased that you've shared that story with us because for anyone listening if anyone said something similar to them at the moment like if you ride past that wave it's literally the best thing ever isn't it oh absolutely like for a long time I was convinced that that owner like loved me I was top tier talent at that salon and of course she cared for me I was making her a ton of money but once once you pull the plug and like believe in yourself like if I could go back and see that Sarah a few years ago who was getting ready to quit her job I would just I would give her the biggest hug and I'd be like you got this like things are gonna get so much better from here you have no idea buckle up but things are going to get better. <laughs> I love that so, so much. So, so much. Um, so back to the art. I'm intrigued to know this. What are your top three favorite products that you could not live without? Um, so if I'm making art, I really love, there are two potted gels that I fell in love with literally three years ago as I was leaving that salon because I didn't have a ton of money from, you know, not getting paid for years. And so they're Cocoist, Blackest Black, and Bluey White. Um, they, I go through jars of them so quickly, but I love it. It's what I use on almost every single client. They are so perfect for detail work. If you're looking for something that's like really opaque, this formula isn't very watery, which I know sometimes techs do prefer something with like a little bit more of like an alcohol ink texture, but these are opaque, gorgeous, necessary for every collection, and they're not super expensive, which I'm into as well. Mm. Um, and then honestly, I love my light as well. I have a leaf gel light and it's so spacious and wonderful. I feel like I've spent so much money on different lights over the years. And if you're accommodating different client hand shapes, which a lot of us do, no one has clients with the same hands. Mm -hmm. And this one is so spacious and lovely. I love her. I'm literally, I'm in my studio right now and I'm just, I have my hand on her because I love her so much. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Do you know what as well? I love this question. I love hearing like what people love the most. And I'm so happy you've said about the lamp because we've not had that. I think this is like episode 46, 47, and no one has said that yet. And it's so right when you find one that you love, it's like, it's it's your what you use all the time, right? Every single day, you're going to go back to that. So love that. This is my backbone. Like I can't <laughs> do anything without this. <laughs> literally 100% and another thing I was going to say to you because I was literally going through my stuff the other day um, and I did a live and I I was going to show uh, my favorite things some of my favorite things and then I realized that my most loved things are usually the ones with like the like the colors come off the bottle top or they've got a little bit of gunk around the top or they're like the messiest bottles are my favorite ones because I use them all the time Like, I honestly, I don't want to show anyone because they're so dirty. (laughs) It would be detrimental to the brand. (laughs) I felt exactly the same the other day. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just talk about this one. I'll just have it like, I'll have the pot a little bit out of shot and just like dip the brush in. So they're seeing me do the do, but they're not seeing this sticky thing that that I've kept. Because it's just, because you're dipping into it all the time, right? It's loved. I feel like that's what it is. Oh yeah, that is, yeah, that is too real over here. I'm absolutely, yeah, I'm in the same boat. All my favorite (laughs) things are so sticky and dirty and disgusting. (laughs) Love that too. But I just, I love them. They're just, they're getting love. That's why they're getting love. A hundred percent. And what are your favorite brushes? Because like I said at the beginning, the detail on on your work, the fine lines and the teeny tiny little details, what are your go-to brushes? Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That means so much to me to hear. I have two that I use pretty regularly. One of them is a detailer from the brand Orly. That's O-R-L-Y. And it's in like, it's like a purple or like a magenta Um, I think it might be discontinued, but I'm almost positive they have another one on their website. And then honestly, my all-time favorites are, it's a brand that I would buy from Target. uh, It's a brand called Kiss, and they usually come in like the nail polish section. They're like liners. So I empty out all the polish and fill them with acetone. And like, I'll usually trim down the brush just like a little bit. So yeah, I'm really sorry that I don't have like a link or anything that you have to kind of like make it yourself. But that's kind of the beauty of our jobs is that you don't need the fanciest like brushes. You can absolutely make do with things that you find at like art supply stores or like convenience stores like these have been my favorite tried and true over the years I have at least like a dozen of them laying around my studio because I love them so much and I'm paranoid that they will become discontinued at some point so those would be my top two like my detailers from Orally and then my kiss liners that I make myself apparently oh my gosh I love that you've said this as well because we spoke about it a little bit off um recording before we started I think it's so good to sort of share with people that you can get things from really like affordable places really like reachable places and I love that you edit them as well like yourself that's so cool yes yes I would say like my biggest thing is making sure they have lids like if you get a brush just make sure it has a lid because 
if you're like me, you'll be like cleaning up and it might get thrown in a drawer and you just want to make sure that brush is your moneymaker. You want to protect them at all costs. Like that would be like my piece of advice mostly is, yeah, if you're going to invest in something, make sure it has a lid. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, it doesn't need to be fancy. Just trim it down. And if it doesn't work, find another one. Yeah. That's, yeah. You just always, you just got to be adapting. Yeah, love that. Thank you for sharing. So what are your favorite looks to wear on yourself? Um, recently, I have been very into uh, like 3D textures and things that I've been seeing in Japanese nail magazines. Lots of like blobs or combining textures with like mattes and like foils. Um, I definitely prefer like a mix and match on myself. Um, or I'm really basic and I just love like a solid color, either like a nice neon if it's the summertime or like a nude or something dark depending on depending on my mood. Love but I usually keep it pretty basic on myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like we do, don't we, as creatives? Because like your time spent pouring your creativity on other people. You just want our nails to kind of look nice yeah. sometimes. Yes, that's exactly right. Like I had big plans. I actually was doing my nails before I called you and I had big plans for art and I have nude on a couple of them and I think we're just going to stop there. Like, <laughs> I just... <laughs> Uh, yeah just it takes a lot of energy and I mean maybe if there was someone to like help me do them that would be cool but um yeah I don't know I don't know if any of my like male friends want to actually do that which makes me sad because I feel like I would be a pretty easy client I would just be like no just one color just just whatever you got (laughs) make them look pretty yeah it's so true I'm terrible like I've well even now right so I have my this is my dominant hand so I've done art mm-hmm. on the hand that isn't my dominant hand and then it got to this hand and I was like yeah do you know what I'm not gonna do it I'm just gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I've always got like something funky on the Instagram hand and just you know neutral vibes on the other one. Oh my god that's amazing my stepdaughter has been wanting to do my opposite hand so I'm like, yes, girl, you can handle this for sure. hundred percent. She has zero interest, zero interest in drilling it off. I'm like, okay, cool. So I have to do all the hard work and you just have to like come in for the cool part. Okay. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like her style. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so what are your favorite looks to create as well? Say I came in to you tomorrow and I was like, I trust you. Go for it. What would you do? So I would definitely like talk to you a little bit about things that you hate, things that you would like definitely not want to see on your nails. You would still absolutely get like a bit of a consultation. Um, But if we were just doing like my style, I really love things that are like food inspired. Um, I love line work and lettering different types of like mix and match patterns, cartoons. And then I love anything that would be classified as not safe for work. 
So there's a lot that falls under that category. Um, I actually have like a flash menu at my studio. And so I would maybe have you like look at that and like pick a few things and then we would like roll from there just to have like a little bit of a blueprint of things that you like to make sure that you the client would leave so happy with your nails. Oh my gosh, I'm so gutted that I'm so far away because that sounds fantastic. I'll be I'll be calling you up like can I come in tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yes bring the family yes come hang out in the cool nice rain <laughs> sounds like the dream I love a bit of rain I love a little bit of nail time it would be perfect um so if you had to pick one color to wear for the rest of your life it's not going to chip though it's just going to be flawless um what would you go for and why would you go for it oh my god that is so hard um, my gut is telling me Lincoln Park After Dark by OPI. Um, that was one of the first colors that I really, really fell in love with when I was like before I got licensed back in the day. And it's just, it's so dark and beautiful. And I just, I love it so much. I feel like that would, that would be my choice. And like, it's also a color that like, if you're out in public, it's kind of like, if you know, you know, like people will be like, is that Lincoln Park after dark? And you no. can kind of like make a friend with a stranger. So <laughs> I, that would be my choice. <laughs> Love that so much. Um, so, I'm so excited for this part of the conversation because I really want to talk to you about pricing in the industry. So you did an incredible post the other day that seemed to resonate with so many nail professionals. So please just tell us about that post and what made you want to post it or create it in the first place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I actually have had a lot of anxiety with social media. I've definitely noticed since like coming out on my own into my studio it can be really hard to and I'm sure other professionals can relate to this maybe it's because of the pandemic or I'm not really sure but it's just it gives me anxiety having to come up with something like creative to say and it's just sometimes it can be a lot so I feel like I've been hiding and not sharing for a little while but my partner gave me the idea to kind of like post the same thing like to just kind of like get my work out there and we thought that like time and price would be good because I in the past I've done a little bit of pricing content and people really liked it and so that's how it started and I was not expecting anyone to see it really and I couldn't believe how many people shared it how much positive feedback it got and I just think that it speaks to a really big issue that we face in the nail industry, which is that clients sometimes expect absolutely insane art with a minuscule budget. And I just want to make sure that like if any client is bringing a photo of mine to another artist that they know like how long it took and like what my client paid. I just think that's like the bare minimum of like of this. Sorry, I could talk for so long about pricing. So I might start to ramble a little bit here. So we might have to do a little bit of editing. Um, <laughs> but for so long, 
um, working in my previous salon, I would be having to like manage client expectations because if you go on Instagram, there's no price tags on anything. And if you go to the store, there's price tags on everything. And so I just, I just decided one day that I was tired of it and started asking my clients if they would be okay if I disclosed the price of their manicure Mm -hmm. and almost all of them said it was fine. So we're just, uh, we're just seeing where this goes, but it's been really good so far. Well, I just want to say thank you for posting that because I think it's obviously I know we're in different parts of the world and I'll touch on that in a bit. Um, because I saw a couple of my nail tech friends from the UK comment on your post as well. And they were sort of thinking what I was thinking. So like I said, I want to go into that. But when I saw what you posted, I just thought, what an incredible person putting this out there. And actually, I think you've made a bigger change or provoked thoughts in me that I'd not really had before. And it kind of felt like you were holding hands with nail techs all around the world and we were all uniting because it takes away that awkward point where a client brings in a piece of work to you like like you said I've had it before as well and you know they're booked in for a certain amount of time slot and then they've produced you this image and sometimes you can feel pressure to produce that in that time which sometimes is just literally ludicrous it's not going to happen and then equally when it comes to the pricing you might have your pricing but you don't know where that kind of work would sit on your pricing because it's not your work. Someone's brought it into you. They found it online. So by you posting that, I just felt like this is actually a really beautiful thing. It's almost like you're uniting the industry. And if more and more people do that, it's kind of like, these are what I do. Yeah, your client can bring it in, but I've got your back. This is the bar. Like charge around this kind of price for this work. Um, And I just love the idea of the fact that it's like you were reaching your hand out to people via the internet. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. Yes. Thank you so much. That was so, oh my God. Sorry. I got kind of teary over here while you were saying all that. Oh my gosh. That was, oh, yes, I absolutely agree. I just, I want everyone like the way that I see the nail industry is that it's like a big building. And when you're just starting out, you're just like, going into beauty school or you're just kind of getting your feet wet with DIY you're coming into the building and going up those those like beginning floors those bottom floors but then as you get more experience gain more clients and you you go up and so my whole thing is just I want to send the elevator down so that other people can come up to this level faster than I had to do it so oh my gosh just hearing all that that just that meant so much to me thank you so much well, no worries no genuinely and and that's why I love with with the podcast with Clogasm that's what I want to do I feel like this is why I want to put this content out there free for as many people as possible because I feel like when I branched out and worked on my own, just like you were saying, it was hands down the best thing I ever did in my life. I want to coach people, I want to help people, I want to encourage people, I want to make people feel like they can do whatever they set their mind to. But equally, the other side of it is quite lonely. And and like that topic that you hit on just so perfectly as well. Like, I guess that's why to me, I thought of it like that. I was like, if I still had my salon now, and I saw that post, I would have felt like that was you without even knowing me was like, Shan, 
this, if someone brings this into you, this is what you need to charge, babe. Like, I've got your back. I'm going to help you out. And because it can be lonely when you start out on your own and you've not got those people in the salon to like lean on and go into the staff room and be like, I've just done this. Like, what should I charge for this or what should I do for that? So I just love that. And that is where I think I know Instagram has a lot of negative connotations, but that is where I think the power of the Internet and the power of Instagram is just you. You can't beat it. It's like just such a magical thing when you see things like that and it can genuinely help you. So thank you. It's no problem. It's the least that I can do. I love mail so much and I've been licensed. Uh, I celebrated nine years this last week. And I just hope that I can give back to my craft as much as it has given me. So this is the bare minimum of just telling people what I charge. Love it. Love it. It makes such a difference. So on that note, more on pricing, how do you think we can all make a difference and raise the average amount that nail techs are charging? I mean, I'm all on board for this pricing and time stamping thick the time as well can we touch on the time I feel like that even is huge um because it stops you know the confusion of people thinking that they could have an incredible set of work in like their hour lunch break or something like that as well so loved that you put the time yeah I think that's amazing um so yeah sorry back to the question what do you think we could all do to like raise the average amount that nail techs are charging well, I definitely think that this is also a problem in the in the United States. I was definitely reading a lot of the comments on that post, and it seems like techs all over the world are struggling with this, which is that neighborhood nail shops have somehow gotten themselves into this position that they think that charging less is going to attract clients. But I think what that's doing is it's putting a tremendous amount of pressure on your tech to work faster so that they can actually make enough money. And the people who are suffering are going to be the clients who aren't going to get the service that they're looking for. And it's also going to be your techs who are suffering as well, because no one can work like that. And so I would say it starts with Salons and techs being transparent about like what we're charging. There are definitely some other techs that I follow who are transparent about the time that it takes for sure. And I'm really happy that this has inspired a couple other techs to share price as well. But if we all start sharing it, it will also help give client the expectations of what it can cost for quality and ethical nails. Because clients are also the ones out in the world talking to people and letting them know as well, like, yeah, this is what it costs. Because I know strangers get invasive and ask them that. Like, that's how people are. And that's okay. Because then, again, it's setting the expectation of what it costs. So that then that person can be like, oh, either like, I can't afford this. Or I can't instead of having to deal with that at the very end of a service that you already did. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think another thing I loved with your work and what you're doing is I've had comments before. People say, oh, you know, I love doing nail art, but I don't feel like I, I don't feel confident enough to charge for nail art. 
So therefore it impacts the business where they feel like they should just do plain colours because they can make more money in that time because they're not, they've not got the confidence within themselves to charge for the nail art. So I love just everything you've hit on there as well. Like if you, because you've opened up these conversations and if we continue to open up these conversations and it becomes the norm that people know that for something like X, you're going to expect to charge X. I feel like it will just shake up because I always say to people like nail art is an incredible way to up your income and up your everything, you know, and make more money like from your craft and your skills. Yes. Yes. I would be so bored during one college all day long. Like not that there's any shame in that, like literally no shame. Like if you're, if your one colors don't look good, then your art's not going to look good. Mm -hmm. But I feel, I feel so good. Like expressing myself creatively. Yeah. that that's what I would want to do yeah yes 100% oh my god I'm so sorry I interrupted you no you're absolutely fine I just I was just gonna say anybody listening out there charge for your nail art because honestly if I couldn't even tell you the amount of times I've had that message where people say they're, they're nervous to charge or they charge the bare minimum for nail art because they don't feel confident enough to charge for it so Again, just thank you, because I think you definitely helped so many people by doing that post. So I'm, I'm so pleased that you posted it. Um, yeah. And if anyone out there, like the bare minimum should be like the cost of your one color. Like mm-hmm. if you can do a one color gel manicure in an hour and mm-hmm. charge $45, and then you do your next client as a gel manicure with an hour of nail art, you better be charging $90 for that service because that's the amount of money that you would have made doing two one colors. Mm-hmm. And if your client brought the info, then you should charge even more. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, I think, I think it's such a fantastic conversation. And I love that. I always sort of say that to people to think about your timings as what you would charge for like your basic and then like kind of like break it down if it's less, but like you say, eat, have like that bar of what you would charge for an hour. So I love, love that as well. What advice would you give to any techs who are listening, who get negative feedback from certain people regarding their prices or anybody who is too scared at the moment to put their price up? So negative feedback, if anyone has negative things to say about your pricing, then they are not the client for you. Mm-hmm. You can refer them out or fire them, which will make room in your schedule for someone else who will be more than happy to pay your price. Mm-hmm. And if you are scared to start charging more, it is totally understandable and your fear is valid. But by charging more, your work will be better because you will be happier and in turn your clients will be happier you will be injecting more passion into your work and like I would make the argument that you can't come straight out of school like no clients like nothing and just start charging like a hundred dollars an hour like or maybe you can because you can do literally whatever you want in this industry but like if you're scared to raise your prices Think about like if you're doing any repairs on your clients, how many of your clients are returning? What is the state of their nails when they come back? Like, are you watching your work come back to you? Like, it's a very minimum. Like, you deserve 
50 an hour if you have more than two years experience in my opinion yeah. but yeah. I think that it's gonna it's gonna take a lot for the industry to get there so that's why yeah we're just we're gonna get there crawling baby yeah. steps <laughs> absolutely and you know I I totally agree with what you said 100% I think take your time build up your confidence build up your craft build up your foundation because your foundation needs to be like top tier you need to make sure your cuticle prep's done and the foundation of your gel overlays all sorted and your builder or your extensions or whatever make sure you've got your core everything sorted and once you're confident and you're you know fully qualified confident and you've been going for a while you need to charge your worth I just love this conversation I think it's so important yes I absolutely I 100% agree like I've gotten so many messages from people who we're spending three hours on a set of nails with like nail art. So at least two hours on art and charging $85 total for the service. Like that is nothing like, and it just makes me sad because if you went to a hair salon and you spent three hours in someone's chair, it would definitely be at least a hundred dollars in my opinion like minimum and it's just I don't know why nails have somehow gotten themselves into this position where we're seen as this lesser service and it, it makes me really sad so yeah I love that I love that we're talking about this I think the more people that talk about it then the better it'll be Yes, 100%. Um, so what advice could you pass forward to nail techs on a tougher day? Say they're like in the journey, they've started out their salon or their their career, their mobile or whatever they choose to do, but they're struggling, struggling with like creativity or doubting themselves. Is there any piece of advice that you could pay forward to help someone? Uh, I want them to know that I struggle with that too. I've been licensed nine years and I absolutely still have days where I struggle recently I had a day where I just I really didn't feel great about any of the art that I did and it happens to everyone it doesn't matter how many clients you have how many followers you have like everybody struggles with it and that it's okay I would say the first step is throwing your phone as far away from you as humanly possible <laughs> and getting, not stop, compa- stop comparing yourself to other people who yeah. probably have social media teams that are helping them. Mm-hmm. Um, so throw your phone and throw your phone away mm-hmm. and then like do some things for you like journal or draw or go outside and take your dog for a walk or I really like to read for fun so I will read or I will play Animal Crossing and I love my Animal Crossing island because no one knows I do nails on my island and so I think just like unplugging is absolutely the way to go at least for me I don't think enough creative people truly unplug because then you're like oh let me go look on my phone and then you're back on Instagram or you're on Pinterest or then you're scrolling TikTok and it's like nope you need to break up with your phone and do some stuff for you that will help like feed your brain and feed your soul oh that sounds so cheesy but I genuinely mean that like 
get get rid of your phone and then get back to like what makes you happy yes oh my gosh I love that so much and I couldn't agree more um I'm so pleased you touched on that as well because I've said on here previously like I love Instagram for so many reasons but equally I can see the other side of it um and I think that's why I love podcasts because sometimes you can actually genuinely talk to the people behind accounts on different kinds of platforms and social media and it's just so comforting and uniting just like you said that we all feel the same like I totally do as well I have days where I'll be like right two o'clock I'm going to sit down I'm going to create some content and I get there and it's literally like my brain goes (laughs) I'm like is that all you've got for me nothing really (laughs) like nothing's coming and you feel really demotivated and like you say then you're scrolling scrolling and you're like do you know what I just need to unplug and I love everything you said there I just everybody rewind that bit please and listen to it two three times before you continue the rest of the podcast um because it's so important what Sarah's just said there and it's all so true like Instagram's great what we do is great but we need to make space for us as well in amongst all of that Yes, like I just think that's so important and self-care is especially as like small business owners and even more so as parents, self-care is the last thing that we usually do, at least for me and I'm sure I can speak for other professionals out there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just taking some time to like quiet your brain. Um, Yeah, stretching. I've heard exercise is like really good for you, though I can't personally attest to any of that. But just, yeah, I would say like breathing fresh air, just anything that's going to bring you joy that isn't nailed. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's really important to be multidimensional. As much as I love nails, like my goal this year for 2022 was to have more photos on my phone of me living my life instead of manicures. Mm -hmm. And I've absolutely reached that. And it is the greatest thing ever. And so I hope that other professionals can find this work-life balance as well, because it's liberating. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being so open and sharing. So who inspires you? It can be somebody in their world, it could be someone in your family or, or whoever, but who are your inspirations? man um there are definitely oh my gosh I don't even know if I could name everyone in the nail industry who inspires me literally oh man I could fill a book off the top of my head right now um I'm very inspired one of my nail friends her name is Rachel Messick uh down in California she is really inspiring to me she has lots of she along with you, agrees in zero gatekeeping and has so much amazing knowledge that she tries to make sure she gives away for free. And she has a really great salon slash education space. And I'm definitely inspired by her. Um, I'm also inspired, like I try and live my life so that my partner and stepdaughter will be really proud of me. I send photos of everything that I do to my partner, Poe, and they are so kind about uplifting me and quieting the really mean imposter syndrome voice in my head that's so critical of everything that I do. 
And then I'm also inspired to live really well because uh, last summer I experienced a loss. One of my good friends and clients passed away. And so I try really hard to live every day so that my friend Michaela is really proud of me from wherever she is because she was also always aggressively supportive of me and my art and so yeah I would say those are like my three main inspirations oh that's so lovely so so lovely um and what do you wish you knew before you started out in the industry if you could go back and tell Sarah one thing when you're giving her that hug (laughs) what would you say to her at the beginning tell her to I would just tell her to believe in herself um like I mentioned before the owner that I worked for was very controlling and like wanted to make sure that like she kept a hold on her text and so I would just let her know that she doesn't need anyone else to be successful that she only needs herself And I would say that that is really good advice for anyone else starting out too. You don't need anyone. You just need you. Yes. Love that. So, so true. Um, Well, that was going to be my next question. What would you tell someone who wanted to start out in the nail industry? I feel like that's a great, great point there. But is there anything else you would add? Um, I would add, be very careful of owners who don't do nails themselves. Um, just weary of salon owners in general. Like if someone doesn't like make you feel good about being there and providing in that environment, or um, I'm not sure how it works in the UK, but here there's lots of issues with like misclassification. Um, I would just say be very wary of salon owners. But again, they'll be like, We'll try and pull one over on you, but you're smarter than that. We're not going to let that happen here. Love that. Love that too. Um, and what are your goals for the future? Anything you're happy to share with us? Um, so I'm definitely working on making some videos, further going into how I do my pricing so that everyone in the whole world can charge similarly to what I do. I'm working on that, working on making some educational content because I want to start doing one-on-ones with nail pros in my studio so that others, so I can send the elevator down so that all of us can be living well wherever we are in the world. I love that so much. Honestly, I wish you all the success in the world with that. I know you're going to absolutely smash it and it's going to be such a success because you're just so lovely. Thank you for what even just what you've done already is amazing. So I'm so excited to see what you do next. And yeah, I'll be cheering you on all the way from the UK. I'll be like, woo, here she goes. Oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> no worries. Thank you so much. And thanks for listening, everyone. I'll pop all of Sarah's links to her Instagram and everything in the show notes. So just scroll down, have a little click, and go straight to her page so you can check it out. Isn't she absolutely lovely? I'm so grateful that she came on the podcast, that she started posting those reels. It can be really daunting to be so vulnerable on the internet. And I feel like 
I'm just so grateful that she did that and I know she's going to help so many people. Hopefully this episode is giving you some food for thought. Do you need to make some shifts or changes in your business so that you can make some more money this year and be happier at work this year? then do it. Just go for it and do it. Take into account lots of different things. Don't just copy what the nail tech down the road is doing. Think about what you're doing, your business. What brand are you using? How much are you spending? What are your overheads? How much time does it take you to do a certain look and get a nice solid price list that you can give out to your clients? I promise you it's really scary the thought of it and it's scary in the beginning, but rip the plaster off, tell people your prices, pop them on your desk so people can see them, pop it on your social media so people can see it and the right clientele will be attracted to you I promise the truer you are to yourself the better match clients you will make because they will come to you because they like what you do and they are happy to pay what you charge I've popped the links for nail order in the show notes I've popped Sarah Kane's Instagram in the show notes and there's also a link in the show notes for the Clogasmic Nail Network if you are a nail tech you want help and support this year building and growing your business your skills and your confidence visit www.clogasmic.com and I'll catch you next week